The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You said what you're feeling is juicy joy, juicy joy. Juicy joy, juicy joy. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Hey there, Do Joy listeners. Have I told you lately that I love you? Probably, probably just last week. And I bet some of y'all roll your eyes when you hear me say that. I don't personally know every one of you tens of thousands of listeners around the globe. But like we have often discussed here, knowing someone does not have to be a prerequisite to loving them. I'm thinking about the recent interview with Curtis Childs and oh my gosh, we've had so many love gurus on and you are here listening because you resonate with this content. It sparks a deep recognition within you. And that is more than enough to make you wildly lovable in my eyes. And I know we've said this before, but the thing I want you to really kerklunk about loving someone is that when you do that, you are pulling love through you to be able to offer it. Right? It's the most natural, joyful, beneficial thing that we human creatures are here to do. It skyrockets the vibration of your energy system, and that in turn elevates the vibration of your physical being as well. It soothes your nervous system, releases all that body chemistry that's powerfully supporting your optimal health and well-being and the proper functioning of your organs. And that is what we're going to dive into today in all its yummy juiciness with my beautiful, brilliant friend, Marty Glenn. I met Marty at a conference in San Diego a few years ago and fell in love with her the moment she hit the stage and started sharing so vulnerably and honestly from her precious heart and brilliant mind. I dig that combo. And we became soul sisters from there as I learned more about her powerful Rizio Institute and how she and her sweet husband, Ken, are changing lives. So officially now, Marty Glenn is an award-winning professor and psychotherapist who co-founded Rizio Institute, where she conducts professional trainings and intensive retreats internationally that make it possible for individuals to move beyond coping and into thriving. Marty is particularly keen on crafting experiences and practices that develop the brain and nervous system and even change the trajectory of our DNA. Integrating the latest research in epigenetics, polyvagal theory, neuroscience, psychology, and mindfulness, she and her team offer programs with experiences and practices to help participants live the lives they long for. Welcome, darling friend. I am so happy you wanted to play with me today. Yes, Lisa, it's just so wonderful. Your podcasts just touch my heart, and it's something all of us need right now. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Oh, and then what you do is, is absolutely essential to the, the well-being of moving humanity forward in this crazy, crazy time and place. 
So I know we're going to talk about a lot of smart, sciencey stuff. And I know your secret sauce. And I know it's all going to lead us back to my little intro I started with about L-O-V-E. So I don't know if you want to lead with that or save it for a grand finale. Well, I think if you start with love and you weave love all the way through and then you end with love, that's the best, right? Mm. Because I believe that love is all there is. Beautifully spoken. And there, yes, there are some things that we need to do to stay in that place because sometimes we don't always, you know, we're not always able to feel the love or express it in ways that we value or would like to. And that's part of what you and I are both here to do is to help people stay on course and stay in that place of love. It would be like having a window of presence, a window of love that we can live in and grow, you know, because the window sometimes gets kind of small. And we we need to know how to grow the window and live in love more and more and more. That's that's my yeah. <laughs> just love that. Yeah. And, you know, we talk here a lot about that love is who we are at our core. Love is our most natural state of being. So why do you think it is that we have these obstructions to living from that place? If that's who we are, what happens? What happens to make that window so small? Well, if we think about um, earlier and earlier experiences, our our whole nervous system is based on relationship, you know, from before, actually before we're born, um, the capacity of our parents, of our caregivers to be emotionally present with us helps grow the nervous system. And a lot of us, me included, didn't have safe, stable, nurturing relationships growing up. And I don't blame parents. I am one, so we can't do that, Mm -hmm. right? But our parents can't give us what they never got. And so there's no blame. You can look back in your history and go, oh my gosh, no wonder. And have a lot of compassion that our parents were doing the best they could. And if they weren't able to be emotionally present so that we felt safe, and by safe, I mean not only physically safe, but safe to show up who I am and what I bring are valued here. I can ask questions, I can make mistakes, I can stand up for myself. And if we didn't have all of that, especially in the younger years, then we have a smaller window. You know, our window of love or our window of presence is not as broad as we'd like for it to be. Um, I like to to talk about the vagus nerve, which Mm -hmm. is, the, it's, um, it's actually the CEO of our, our body, brain, mind, body system. And I like to say the nerve you never heard of is running your life. <laughs> and that all has to do with what we were just talking about, about our earliest development. Because um, when our caregivers are able to be emotionally present, then we grow this, the vagus nerve which goes all throughout the body, all the way from the brain and the ears, all the way down through our pelvic region, and helps us to hear the sound of a human voice, to recognize eye contact, to to know about facial expressions, um, and to feel, to calm our nervous system, as well as digest our food. And if you didn't have that, like me, I had problems digesting my food, which I've gradually, thank goodness, been able to change that, but I had no idea. It had to do with the emotional uh, quality of the home I was raised in, you know? But the good news is we begin now. We can grow the nervous system, we can make contacts, we can learn how to feel safe now. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That makes sense to these listeners. Yeah, in, in, our, in our exploring of joy here, and more specifically, what keeps us from experiencing that joy that we are, the topic of trauma naturally surfaces quite a bit. 
And I feel like that's what you're talking about. You didn't say trauma, but trauma is just how we experience life, right? It's not about the specific incidents that take place. It's how those are experienced and right. stored. So right. the, yeah, talk about how the trauma gets <laughs> I get stored. Yeah, I'm talking about this. Because when we have experiences that are less than safe, that are not safe, and we can call it trauma, we can call it whatever you want to call it, then we begin to form what what researchers and scientists call our mental model. It's like our program that runs our thinking. And that program is often some form of I'm not okay. Something's wrong with me. I'm not lovable. I'm not capable. And that's not conscious. It's very unconscious. And so with that belief, then we layer on, okay, if I'm there's something wrong with me, if I'm not okay, then I've got to do this to, to make it in the world. I mean, to make it in my family, first of all. I mean, like for me and my crazy family, I learned to take care of other people, not have needs of my own. I was really good at that. And it took me decades to figure out I even had a self. I had feelings. It was like I was all over there taking care of you. And there was nobody over here for you to be in relationship with. And so I've had to learn over the years to slow down and consider myself and and give myself that safety and know when I'm safe or not. Um, and safe is kind of a weird word because our culture thinks of safety as you know, safe from the woolly mastodon or the saber-toothed tiger. But we're talking about, as I said earlier, safe to show up. So mm -hmm. learning about that and making tiny connections, which we can talk about how to do that, gives us the capacity to grow the nervous system, change the brain, grow that window so that we can make those loving, joyful connections. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know in some modalities for trauma release, there needs to be some kind of a hypnosis or energetic regression, something that allows the original memories to surface. Do you, does that come into play at Rizio sure. or do you oh, feel? Well, there are many ways to do it. And the thing with hypnosis or some of the, the techniques that are used, they're all just fine. Um, it, granted that you have somebody that knows what they're doing, which most of them do, um, is that you, first of all, I mean, the scientists, let me back up here. Scientists say we need three things in order to change this programming that we're talking about. One that we've talked about is feeling safe, having experiences of safety. The second one is having experiences of who I really am. And the third is having that witnessed by somebody I trust or someone who cares. So in my experience, it doesn't mean we have to go back to this awful trauma, this terrible thing that happened, and I have to relive it. Not at all. Yeah. But if, if I can go back, and sometimes we need to name it, sometimes there are things we need to push through, and the body feels stuck, and we support that. But the thing is, if I can feel safe and supported, and I can have an experience, and I can look back at that little girl, and when I'm working with someone, I might say, and what's true about her? Is she really not good? Is she really not worthy? And you'd say, no, she's precious. Okay. And where is that preciousness inside you right now? So I can have an experience, you can have an experience of the, the love, the gentleness, the curiosity, the creativity, whatever it was, the, the, you know, the oomph that took that kid and helped him do what they needed to do, whatever it is, there's something powerful and precious and positive about every one of us. And we cover over that. And so part of the work in healing trauma is to have those three experiences, experiences of safety, experiences of who I really am, and having that witnessed by someone who cares. Just just your expression of that, the way it's almost coming from you in a whisper, I, I know the readers can feel that safety in your, your presence and your energy. 
and that's that's what my my joy school groups provide as well as that kind of witnessing and i i was interested in your perspective on it because i also feel it's not necessary to go back to the original memories we can look at whatever's triggering us in our current life right now to know the essence of whatever it is that we decided and stored away at those tender years it's not hard to figure it out it's whatever's still showing up in our lives that's that's bringing us these feelings of unworthiness or whatever the feelings are yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I can go, Oh, kind of frustrated. I mean, I used to, um, I used to have this heavy feeling in my chest when my husband, Ken would get frustrated. He wasn't frustrated at me. He was frustrated because something wasn't working, but because in my childhood, somebody would get hurt. If that kind of was expressed, I realized that my body, my heart was beating. I began to, uh, and I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That has nothing to do with Ken. And I would take a breath and slow down and really be present with what's happening right now and know that I'm okay. Mm. Now, I want to back up. You mentioned your community. And I want to talk just a minute about how important these communities are because it's in the community that we can be heard. We can read a book. We can go do individual therapy. I've done it. I've taught therapists for decades. And I know that it's in community that we have experiences. We feel safe. We have experiences of who we are. I don't care if it's in a Facebook chat and I say, God, I've had a hard day and it reminds me of this and blah, blah, blah. And somebody else comes on and says, you know, I've had that too. And I'm really with you. I really get it. I mean, wow, I can feel understood. And and it's not a conscious thing. Oh, I'm, a, I'm not alone. And we don't, ah, no, no, no. It's like, ah, and I can come back to center. And I can witness two other people doing that in the community. And I can join with that. And my window of presence grows as we're able to do that. And that just feeds me. Yeah. It's all about connecting with those who are vibrating similarly, who are going to be able to see you for who you are. So many of my joy schoolers say that's the only place that they feel seen and recognized in the whole week of their lives. And of course, we're working to you know change that up as within, so without. So as the internal goes into alignment, their external situation does as well. But you're absolutely right. I see that all the time. Right. Yeah. We, um, we also, you know, do programs at Rizio and we train coaches in this uh, method because it's so juicy. It's so loving and we all benefit. You know, when you have a good day, it helps me have a good day too. Yeah. And you were talking about how you, your heart would race when Ken would be frustrated about something and the, the way that you talked about recentering yourself sounds like mindfulness tools. And I know that's one of the things that you share with your clients. Do you have any tips for the listeners on, on how, to, how to begin or develop a mindfulness practice? Absolutely. Well, um, the first is awareness, you know, um, aware that something's going on or just simply having some times in the day when I stop. I might look outside, focus my eyes on a tree or a beautiful color, or I'm noticing um, the background, you know, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm focusing, so I notice. And in doing that, taking a breath, I'm able to slow down. If I'm talking to someone it's really helpful if I can lower my tone of voice. And I don't mean dramatically whispering, I mean just slowing down and being more present. And the other one is breathing. Mm. So we slow down, we pay attention, and we take a breath. And what the researchers tell us is if we have a longer exhale than the inhale, It settles the whole nervous system, mm. right? And so as the nervous system settles, then I can come home to myself. I can connect and then we can continue 
the conversation. I mean, that takes less than 10 seconds, mm-hmm. you know? I love the verbiage of come home to myself. We work a lot with uh, falling back into the consciousness behind our thoughts, our feelings, what are coming in through our senses. There's that consciousness that is the backdrop for all of that, that feels like a coming home when we access that part of us. That's right. And there's a part of us that's always been there pushing us forward. And we don't always know that. And sometimes it's really helpful to do like a timeline of who saw me as a kid, a coach, a teacher, a scout leader, a grandparent, and what did they see in me? You know, what was I doing then that shined my light? I mean, often the thing we get in trouble for as a kid is the very thing that's our superpower. Mm. I mean, I got in trouble all the time for being curious. I was so curious, well, who lives there and what do they do and why is that there, you know? But that curiosity drove me to get a doctoral degree. It drove me to do research. It drove me to do everything I'm doing now. And so whatever you got in trouble for, look at the good stuff, right? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you and I have talked about that person uh, before and that for both of us, it was a, a grandmother. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, yay for the yay grandmas. Grandma. Yay for the grandmas out there. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yay, grandma. And whatever we can call on, even though my grandma has been gone for a long time, I can still feel her hand at my back. Mm-hmm. I can still feel her presence. And that helps me to ground and that taking a breath, imagine someone who cares, or my daughter likes to call it someone who would wish you well, Mm. which I think is nice. It's not this big thing, you know, I've got, no. Who would wish you well today? A friend, a neighbor, a colleague, or somebody from your past. Yeah. And just imagine that they're there. And that helps us to slow down, take a breath, and be more present absolutely beautiful i know that there's a tool that you teach or share or this may be going back a ways for uh soothing the polyvagal nerve i wondered if you i always give the listeners one thing to go take into their week and practice one practical tool that can just sort of integrate whatever we've discussed on the podcast that week i wonder if you'd like to share that process or if there Mm -hmm. is something else Mm -hmm. that comes to mind well the quickest one is abc aware we just talked about it i'm aware something's not right i take a breath and i connect connect with something positive or have eye contact with someone. Eye contact is the most powerful thing we can have. And I would love to do the vagal nurturing. Um, It's very interesting and we can go through that. But just to know, every time I have eye contact with somebody, I'm helping them settle their nervous system. It brings the good hormones, the oxytocin and all the yummy things. The slightest one second of eye contact helps us both feel better. And I have a practice, it sounds really silly, but it's very sincere. When I go through my day, I don't care if I'm meeting somebody on the street, somebody holds the door open for me, the cashier at the checkout stand will hand me my receipt and I hold it until they have, I mean, as it's appropriate, but I hold it until they have eye contact with me and they smile and they take a breath and I tell them, thank you. I hope your day is fantastic or you know something it's got to be sincere but then I leave with this burst of energy and their day goes better too (laughs) it's fantastic I love it so yes the vagal nurturing is it's a two-minute process that nurtures the vagus nerve and you can find it on Vimeo under Marty Galen or Rizio R-Y-Z-I-O Rizio Institute Um, I don't know if we have time to do it, but um, it's also a very powerful one. But just having eye contact, slowing down, breathing is the most powerful thing we can do. 
Let's make that the home play then because we, as you, you just told them where they can go and have you take yeah. them through that process, that two minute process. So do that y'all. And also, I just love that you brought up that story about how you are out in the world. I, as well, you probably would guess, have always been that way. Just making friends in the grocery store, always with the whatever the checkout clerk is. And um, that, we, we've talked about it before, I think even on the podcast, that is what actually made me fall in love with with david my husband is that the first time i went out in the world with him i noticed you do that too i had a husband once who hated it why do you have to get all involved in everybody's lives just leave the people alone you know he was like what are you doing it bugged the crap out of him and when i saw david out in the world doing that i'm like oh this is the one i found it i found the person (laughs) but it makes such a difference it makes such a difference does. Ken and I had a similar experience. I moved next door to him. My first husband was the same way, bless his heart. <laughs> and um, he and I had eye contact, and we were having such a beautiful eye contact, we couldn't find each other's hands to shake hands. We were trying to shake hands, but we couldn't do it because our eyes were locked on each other. So it was like, oh, there's something going on here, right? The little ways that we recognize one another out in the big wide world. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's so true. <laughs> okay, y'all. So go out in the world and, and let's make it exactly how Marty just described. You're going to buy something this week. Hold that receipt, not not in a creepy way, as she pointed out, <laughs> just long enough to get that eye contact and feel that exchange. It's a real exchange of energy between you and this lovely being before you. We've talked about the namaste lens before, where you just walk out into the world seeing every person for the soul that they are, the light in you, recognizing the light in them. Do that this week when you are being handed a receipt by someone. <laughs> that means you have to skip the self-checkout, which is everywhere now. It drives me crazy. I hate those self-checkouts. I'm like, how am I going to go talk to somebody? <laughs> Wait in the line. It's worth it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We, uh lately have been exploring a little bit more about some of the the softer sciences. I know that Rizio's processes are science-backed, backed by research. I'm wondering where you stand on energy healing, shamanism. It's just, I've been exposed to so much of it lately with wildly impressive track records, yet it doesn't quite fall under the category of having been scientifically validated from that strict perspective. Well, I think it's coming more and more into the fore of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, to heck with science in that regard, um, let's let's prove it ourselves. I mean, what we've learned that on Zoom, on a Zoom call, um, you can feel the energy, you yeah. know? I, the other day, and I wasn't thinking about this, but I was doing a process with someone, um, and I I felt my ha- my hands were kind of just together and I was feeling this energy as she was exploring something and in a few minutes she said oh I feel like your hands are right over my head and I I just was holding my hands there right and this happens all the time we feel the love we feel the energy and all we have to do is be present as much as possible breathe and be open you know we can send love we can receive love 
And if people aren't used to the energy thing, one of the easiest ways to do is try some breathing with your hand on your on your heart space, your chip right in the center of your chest, and um, just take a nice breath in. Imagine there's light coming into the center of your chest as you inhale. And as you exhale, you can imagine that light going out to someone that you love, someone you care about. It comes from the HeartMath Institute, and they are doing incredible research on just this. Mm-hmm. And so if you put your hand on your heart, you nice deep breath in, and imagine the light coming into the center of your heart, your chest, and then you exhale that light. And sometimes you can exhale the light, get rid of anything you don't need, get rid of the darkness, ah, you know? Or you can, after I do that a while, then I might, okay, now I'm ready to send that energy, that light to people who need it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can send light halfway around the world, all Mm -hmm. the way around the world. Energy's non-local. And it's felt. And there there are studies that show this, that show the good feeling that prayer works. You know, people that are having heart surgery, they showed that did better because there were people 3,000 miles away praying for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know now it works and science is beginning to open to that possibility and that fact, actually. Yes, I'm heavily immersed in Joe Dispenza's work in healing communities and he's got researchers following him, like major medical institutions following him and hooking people up with brain scans and and it's incredible. It's incredible what's coming out of, of Joe's research. Yeah, I yeah. Recently, yeah, his work is, is amazing. Yeah. I recently met Dr. Teresa Bullard. I don't know if you know her. She has a series on Gaia about how this really ancient, ancient wisdom built on what many people consider to be super woo-woo principles, how now science has finally caught up to the point where these ancient practices around shamanism and Kabbalah and sacred geometry, how they are actually validated by the newer scientific understandings, not to the point where it seeped into public opinion, right? But at the top levels of research, because these things always take a while to filter down into public consciousness. That's right. That's right. And to to just open that possibility for us to say, hmm, maybe let's take a look. And what's my experience with that? And, and, you know, just raise our vibes by being curious. Yeah. Being open. Yeah, she was speaking at a conference where Bruce Lipton went heavily into epigenetics. He had a whole day-long soup oh, to nuts. Oh, yes. We, we know Bruce very well. Yeah. And, <laughs> He's amazing. And, and all of this was, was correlated. It was like, a, mm-hmm. you know, the, the epigenetic studies, even he was taking back to what uh, Teresa Bullard was talking about with the ancient wisdom. Why did we forget? Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I think all of us know yeah. <laughs> um, people of power came in and they, they started what we call the zero sum game. In order for me to win, you have to lose. Yes. And so, okay, I'm anybody who's powerful, I have to put them over there. If they're different from me, I have to divide, I have to push them over there because I have to win and the only way I can win is for you to lose. Well, that's beginning to change now. We're coming out of that space and saying, hmm, maybe if you win, I could win too. And in fact, if I help you win, I'll get there faster. And the the container will be even bigger. There's right? a lot of lot of finger pointing at this conference at, at Darwinism and how that just sort of shifted the whole thing in this like mudslide direction that we've just been like falling into ever since when it's actually the opposite of, of what happens in nature and how cooperation is what's required for any That's organism right. to thrive, including right. the human race. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean Definitely in, in Joy School, one of our guiding principles is that personal growth does not need to be hard, arduous work, right? It can and should be a prim, primarily comfortable, joyful journey, right? Any of these programs built on tearing you down so it can build you back up, which are a lot of them. And I've been right. through them all. I went through those too. You know, I know they're effective for a lot of people, but there are so much healthier, better 
ways. And I know that you also uh, would subscribe to this philosophy that healthy inner growth can only result from loving ourselves to greater and greater extents. And for a lot of us, that's not an easy proposition, right? No, in order for me to love myself, I have to have experiences of safety and connection. And from there, then I can begin to look at myself. I can go, oh, that's interesting. We take the blame and the shame out of it and go, hmm, all right, well, and we have compassion for ourselves and other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a process that we go through of discovery and just putting the puzzle pieces in place. Sometimes even just understanding the timeline of our ancestry and what they went through and what our parents went through and then what we went through and go, oh, isn't that fascinating? And of course I would have picked that up. And sometimes it's helpful not to go, we don't go back and relive it, that's not it at all, but sometimes to look where I might be energetically stuck, where I might, oh, yeah, and we, it, it doesn't have to be conscious. Sometimes it's just a stuck place in the body, and we work with the body to help the body express. And um, a lot, a lot of things that we can do to help us access whatever our next piece is. And sometimes it's something simple, like for me, it could be um, listening to a certain kind of music. You know, maybe music that I heard in my childhood or music that I don't even understand. I mean, sometimes I listen to a piece of music and I burst into tears and I go, what is that about? And I don't have to figure it out. It doesn't matter. I can just kind of be with it um, because music goes into our souls almost. It, it, it has an effect. And if we can tap into that, a lot of times we can discover things about ourselves that are quite interesting. Um, just listening, you know, listening to things and and going back and experiencing. I know for me it's been um, hymns from the church where I was when I was little. I don't, you know, I'm not there now. I have a broader perspective. But somehow that was meaningful to me then. And to go back and harvest what was meaningful And for some people, it could be, you know, playing soccer or swimming or whatever, climbing trees, you know, but to go back and experience some of that can be very powerful. Mm-hmm. And music is vibration, and vibration is the what, what all of right. it's about. We've had some people here recently talking about singing and the power of moving vibration through you. I know you have a beautiful voice. I have heard oh, you sing. Thank you. And, and it's true. It's like we don't understand all those little access points. It, it's sort of the, the water we swim in, so we're blocked from that deeper understanding until we go that extra mile to, to work on it. And it's feeling almost cyclical to me that as you have you know, been expressing, it's, it's community and the safety of having a truly supportive community around you that allows the healing to take place. And yet so many people are unable to just kind of naturally establish that community because of these stored things, right? right. They they become magnets. All of these these impediments that we store become the magnets that create our external experience. Right. Well, and for a lot of us who were never, never safe and just never felt like we could really relax and ask for what we want and have needs and all of that. Sometimes the most caring people in our lives are too much. I mean, I talked about Ken earlier, my dear sweetheart. Um, He was so present and so loving. It was like being thirsty and somebody giving you a drink of water out of a fire hose. It was like, whoa, it was way too much for me. I had to figure out how to feel safe in tiny places, little places, like um, my dentist that would have eye contact with me and he was so nurturing and so caring, or a friend just for a moment, and I would consciously take that in and gradually, bit by bit, being with people, people I didn't have to give anything to, I didn't owe them anything, I could just receive. 
And sometimes we've worked with people, and I was always fascinated by this, people who couldn't have eye contact. I mean, it was so painful for them. We would put up um, a, a PowerPoint with slides or send them a PowerPoint with slides I call eye contact photos. And they're photos of people that are looking right there, looking at you. They're looking in a camera, but it looks like they're looking at you. And I don't know this person, but I can imagine what that's like. And I've discovered that you get the same hormonal response from looking at a picture as you can by looking at a real person. And so sometimes for some of us, that's a step to feel safe enough to then have eye contact with a stranger who is real and then have eye contact with a friend and then with a partner or a child or a spouse or whatever. And, uh, but we can't just drink from the fire hose. We have to step it down and feel it and be with it in our own bodies. I love the, um, the, the photographs. I had never thought of that. We, we call this the receivership valve in Joy School. And when one of the participants in, in the group is having trouble with receiving, I, I do this little Zoom trick where I have everybody uh, pin the person so that they're, yes. they're full yes. on the screen. And yes. we just practice that in little increments. And sometimes I have them do practices where you just pick someone randomly from gallery view to pin so that it's not quite yep. as awkward. Like nobody knows who's looking at whom. We could have all That's picked right. the same person. It doesn't matter. But right? it's, it's so powerful. There's always tears. Always some, some people yeah. are, are yeah. just yeah. so shifted by that that you can just see right. the, the tears falling. Yeah. yeah. Well, the tears are they're not sadness no they're realness you know mm -hmm. they're they're ah the tears that are in being real and making contact and releasing and oh my goodness look what's possible mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and we often use the even on a zoom call we can't open our microphones and all sing but right. if one of us sings and everybody else has their microphone on and we can sing and we can imagine that we're singing to each other and we can take that in, then that's an even a second level of receiving to receive that. And I often sing, um, well, encourage my friend, you do not walk alone. Mm. It's, uh, you know, wonderful. And we just imagine that we're all here together. In fact, we could do it right now. I was about to say, I don't want to put you on the spot, but oh, Marty, I just, I'm yeah. feeling tingly at the thought of sing you singing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just imagine that everybody who's listening okay. could be in a circle. Or if it's not comfortable with everybody, just imagine that the, the three of us are, are together. I got it. Courage, my friend, you do not walk alone. We will walk with you and sing your spirit home. Courage, my friend. You do not walk alone. We will walk with you and sing your spirit home. Can you feel felt it? that like a hug. I felt it like I a know. hug. You, you feel the love. You have a, a mama energy. Some of my joy scholars call me Mama Lisa, and I love that. I love that we yeah. have a, a mama energy, but that's mama what a lot energy. of people need is that, that, that mama hug, whether it comes through that's Zoom right. or through a song or that, that mama hug. Right. I felt it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we need the mama. We need to find a mama, a safe mama. It doesn't mm. matter who it is. We find a safe mama. Yeah. And we take we learn to receive. And a safe daddy too, I have to say. 
Many of us did not have dads who knew how to be emotionally available. In fact, right. our culture frowns on men who are emotionally present, right? Right. Until now, that's changing, thank goodness. But many of us didn't have a dad who knew how to be there for us and probably still doesn't. And so Ken gets that all the time. He's dad to so many people, you know, and it's just such a lovely thing to be able even to, and I did this, uh, find somebody who could be your mom or your dad. They don't even need to know. And when you're with them, you just smile and you receive their loving energy and you, you don't even have to say anything. You just take it in. I mean, that's what allowed me to build a bridge to really be present with my sweetheart. Yeah. Otherwise, this drinking from a fire hose thing, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but I gradually grew my own window, my own availability for love and joy and caring. And that has allowed so much. Yeah. So, so much. I... um. I, I don't have a good relationship with my dad. I worked really hard at it for a while, and in our, my earlier adult years I did, but there's been some things. And um, I have a, a one of my joy schoolers who's a little bit older gentleman that I totally, in my imagination, like, oh, that's the perfect dad for me. Look yes. at him, he does it. And I finally told him once, and he was so touched, and he like brings oh. it up all the time now. He's like, you know, I love this role. He's just, just, oh. just precious. So you're absolutely right. We can do that. We can just create that wherever it's so important just to be be the magnet that attracts the tribe that allows you to you know find right. find people like that that you can That's have right. as proxies energy proxies and, and I have right. soul brothers that have replaced a relationship with my brother and it's yep. just yep. family is what you make it That's right well years ago I wrote a song about um, members of the same family are seldom born in the same home. And when you find oh. your brothers and sisters, you know you're never alone. Oh, that's <laughs> such a great one. That's we, perfect. And we don't need to change our family members. I love my siblings. They are where they are. And I don't expect them to be my nearest and dearest. Uh-huh. But I do have a family of people that I love and can care for and I can go I call it a vertical and a horizontal mm -hmm. it's like there's the horizontal of what you're doing what you had for breakfast how, da, 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 da. and then there's the vertical that goes into the heart and soul of what I'm feeling and what I'm needing and that I can be real and vulnerable mm -hmm. and when I can have both of those things with somebody then I can be at home right mm -hmm. yes I know exactly of what you speak. <laughs> There's another practice that I want to mention as far as um, building good relationships and sharing energy and all that. And I call it, look for the good and name it. Mm -hmm. And you do this already all the time. I've seen you do it. And I'm sure your members of Joy School know how to do it. But it's helped me to just name that. And whatever is good, I describe it. Because you know the difference in somebody saying, good job, or them saying, you know, the way you did this report really helped me organize myself, and I was able to go and do X, Y, Z. Yes. Right? Or just naming, and it doesn't even have to be serious. I name, and Ken does too, when he comes in and washes the dishes. I don't say, oh, good job. You know, I don't even say, sometimes I say thank you. But sometimes I'll do, oh, I think the kitchen fairy has been here. <laughs> and we have fun with it. But it's a way of acknowledging, I noticed you. I see you. And it matters. Who you are and how you show up matters. And when we describe what we're seeing, it's a difference in saying to somebody, I think about kids all the time. They bring you a picture and you say, oh, that's so pretty. What if I look at the picture and I go, 
wow, I love the contrast of light and dark here with the sky. And look how this tree goes all the way up and curves around. And then, oh my goodness, there's a little bird on the nest there. Huh. <laughs> Feels different, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, and what we feed our attention into is what grows. Attention is energy, and the more specific and directed and, and really appreciative you can be with that attention, you're just growing that the essence of that thing in your life. You're going to have right. more and more of that essence of thing because you've taken the time to pour that gratitude and attention onto it. That's right. That's exactly right. It's That's really beautiful. powerful stuff. I'm still hearing your courage song in my mind. <laughs> I've talked here about how I sing on Michael Beckwith's Agape Global Choir, and my favorite part about it is it's songs similar to what you just did, and they stay in your head. We practice, you know, every week, so those songs are in your head, and just having that running as your background tape, like, I'm, I want to hear that song that you sang as my background tape all day today, because beats the heck out of the typical background tape that we have running right that's <laughs> so, right so let's that's be intentional right. about what, what we're putting back there that's right yeah if we stop and think when you hear this negative voice come through you know aware take a breath long exhale and shift and put on a song put on something or just say something positive like right now i'm okay or oh yeah, I got this, I can do this, or imagine myself in the future having done it or whatever, but bringing in that positive piece. I love that you sing, I love Michael Beckwith. We've been to Santa Monica many times, or before COVID we did, you know, to, to and I love the choir. That's so, so wonderful. But whatever your choir is, go for it. Yeah, it just feels so good. This feels so good yeah. moving that kind of energy through your system. I'm always just buzzing right. for hours after after the practices. Right. It's a great energy. I love kirtan too. Just, you know, to, to just when you have a moment or sometimes on my walks, and there's not too many people around when I go on my walks, but I just sing sing kirtan through my, my whole walk around. And it uh, it's very elevating. There's a reason. There's a reason those have been around for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They settle and grow the nervous system. They help us stay centered. They help us increase that vertical that I was talking about. They help us stay grounded and, and connect with the divine or whatever our language with that would be. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, tell all the listeners how they can stay up to date on everything that you offer at Rizio, how they can follow up with you. Oh, thank you. Yes, um, Rizio.com, R-Y-Z-I-O. means we're rising together and uh, lots of things there. There's a Actually, I have a free book and a workbook there um, called From Coping to Thriving, Leveraging Life's Challenges to Find Meaning, Purpose, Connection, and Joy. Um, it's a pretty substantial book and a beautiful workbook. And there are other practices and processes and all kinds of things that are free. You just download them and, uh, and they're yours. So I would love to connect with people. And uh, that's a great if people want to know more resource. about their Say that again. That's a great beefy resource, your site. There's a lot there for, for That's listeners true. to go explore. That's true. And sometimes people want more. And uh, if they want more information, there's a, a little site where, I mean, a little button you can click and schedule an appointment with me if people want to know more information or want to process something or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Now, coping to thriving, I feel like I've seen that a lot in, in your work. Tell us yeah. just kind of generally what you know, most of us are coping right. as right. opposed to thriving, right. right? So so what makes yeah. that, that distinction? Yeah, and I'm, I'm almost done with a new one called uh, Love is More Than You Think. Mm, I love that. Is, is up your alley, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, transferring that into the field of love. It's, yeah. it's time for us to do more than coping to thriving. It's time for us to live in love. That's where we are now. And there's no reason we can't be there 99 and 99% of the time. Sounds like you're, you're giving us that key to go from coping to thriving. The, the, basically the That's secret right. sauce there is that love, love valve, opening it and yep. working with it more and more. Yep. Grow your nervous system, grow contact with other people, grow your safety. 
And as you know, it happens one breath, one awareness at a time. And that having that intention, I want to be there. I want to do that. Okay, then I'm going to slow down and just notice. I'm not going to beat myself up if I'm not there. I'm just going to notice. I'm going to sing. I'm going to have eye contact. I'm going to play with it and join a group, right? Yeah. Yeah, so valuable. Tribe, community, it's what we're all here to find and it's what grows us. Right. I mean, ancient, ancient times, we were all in a tribe. Yeah. That's how we, we knew how to function. And particularly during COVID, we've lost our tribes and we've got to find them again. Really important. And if you're in a tribe our, where you don't time. feel like you can be all of your sweet, precious self, who you are, it's okay. A lot of people are in that boat. Just keep keep looking. Keep poking around a little bit. Land That's in, right. Land in a keep tribe going. where you can feel fully supported and valued and seen as a beautiful right. creature you're here to yeah. be. Yeah. Well, Marty, thank you so much. Always such a pleasure to reconnect with you. Well, I look forward to next time. I look forward to having you on uh, some of the work that we're doing. It'll be really fun. Love um, that. I, I have, I forgot to mention, I have a TV show every Tuesday at one o'clock. And it's also, all of the episodes are, are free. They're She's Pacific, know, so I think that's one o'clock Pacific, Pacific time. Yeah. One o'clock Pacific, yep, thank you. Um, it's winwinwomen.com, winwinwomen.com. And I'm on channel two. And you just scroll down, and the name of mine is Love is More Than You Think. And the episodes are all 30-minute episodes. They're all free. And you can listen to any of them and watch any of them anytime. Can we find that on YouTube? I'm just thinking for Um, general, like, channel two is not going to work for everybody. They're on Roku, Amazon. Uh, They're on this this channel, uh, winwinwomen.tv. Oh, so you can just go to that website to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So win, 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 women, win, win, women dot TV. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to look right. for that. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I had forgotten that. I do it every week, and it's uh, it's a fun thing. What fun. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marty. I love you. Listeners, I love you. In case you forgot since the top of the episode. <laughs> well, sweetheart, I love you, and I'm just so happy for the privilege to be here, and I just want to send send love to all of your listeners for being present and showing up. It's a, it's a gift. It is a gift for all of us. Mwah. Bye, everybody. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. See you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love.
Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.